Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast and we got another interesting one for you guys today. We're doing another interview and this is an interesting one because the person that I'm going to bring onto the show today, not only is somebody that crushes it in the online space, but he's also somebody that has his own podcast, has that as part of his marketing strategy and is kind of being very open. Today, we're going to have a very real and frank discussion about honestly, some of the challenges that come into building a six figure and a multi six figure business. We both have some of our own strategies stories to share from the last couple of months where things have been challenging, but also there's some really cool takeaways and wins to share. Um, And generally, I'm really excited because I think this is going to be a little bit of a different type of podcast interview that we're going to do to just kind of really show you guys behind the scenes. So if you're in the similar position, if you're crushing it, if you're struggling, wherever you're at, hopefully you're going to get something super valuable out of the episode today. Let's roll the intro and then we'll jump straight into it. Welcome to High Ticket Podcast Rebels, where we cut the crap, laugh at our own jokes, and show high ticket coaches just how easy it is to build a 30K a month coaching business using nothing but a podcast. Ready to scale your coaching business to multiple six, seven, or even eight figures? Let's go. All right, guys, please welcome to the show my wonderful and very eloquent interview guest today. He is the founder of socialbamboo.com and he's the host of the Social Bamboo podcast. It's a number one rated Instagram marketing podcast. Please welcome to the show, Derek Bidel. What's up, dude? What's up, man? What an intro. There you go. I need like a little applause button or something. Maybe, I, I don't know. Oh, there it is. It's Derek. What? That's and pretty I'm cool, right? I'm video clapping for myself. Yeah, there we go. Well, I mean, if you can't clap for yourself, who can you clap for, right? Very important. True that. All right, man. Especially when you're an entrepreneur working at home by yourself. <laughs> exactly, right. Somebody's got to be clapping in the background. So I'm excited to jump in today. Um, before we kind of jump into the interview and we, and we start riffing about some of these things, because again, it was, it was kind of cool to chat with you about this beforehand, because again, I've gone through a lot of my own challenges recently. And I know um, in business, people usually are very good at posturing and talking about what works really well. But I actually think it's more valuable sometimes to talk about like the real stuff that goes on in business and, and just kind of be real with everybody. So before we dive into that, Derek, can you just give us a little bit of an introduction about you and what you do within your business? Because I think it's awesome that, that you have the number one rated Instagram marketing podcast for a star. I think that's super dope. But like just for people who are listening, can you give us a little bit of a, an understanding of what your business is and how it works? Yeah, this business started three and a half years ago. And it actually started on a whim where I was driving around working uh, my sales job still and I had an e-commerce company and I was looking to get more information on Instagram marketing and you know since I'm driving around podcast is the way to do it and I typed in Instagram and all the shows like the first like six shows there were still like you know hadn't come out with an episode in four months three episodes total and no podcast album artwork yet you know they were they weren't established shows and they weren't consistent So I just kind of thought it was crazy that when I type in Instagram, there wasn't like an obvious choice Mm -hmm. uh, or multiple of them even. Um, So I actually started a podcast that day, like three hours later. uh, My ex at the time, I told her, I'm going to do this podcast. She said, why would anyone listen to that? And I said, no, I have to start. (laughs) That's why she's the ex. She's gone now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all the credit to her. Uh, uh, yeah, and exactly. That's why she's the ex. Um, but it did, uh, you know, give me a little bit of a push there. I think I, I would have started it either way. I really would have, but, um, but it just kind of threw an interesting component into it. And uh, I downloaded anchor, you know, I did like no research on like what I should 
do or if I should get a mic. And I just started recording episodes while I drove around. So the first like 35 episodes I did on my phone, like while driving or like parked in between uh, appointments, I was just like begging for one of them to cancel, like for the first time ever. I'm like, I hope someone reschedules or cancels so I can just pull over in a gas station and record this episode on like how many hashtags you should use and how to set up your bio. I just started answering all the basic questions. Um, and then since I called the show Instagram Marketing Secrets at that time, I was like the first listing like right away. Like, so I started just getting a bunch of listeners um, just because I was putting out like one episode a week, even though I put out like, I think like three to five the first week just to get, get it started. Uh, and um, then, yeah, then eventually I had to, had enough people asking me how they could get help from me that I kind of had to create offers. So I actually didn't start it with any intention of making money. And of course, like if I started another one now, it would be a lot more intentional, but I am more of a, you know, build the parachute on the way down <laughs> kind of person. I like to just start right away and before any irrational fears can sink in. Uh, and then now I've uh, really just dialed in on helping businesses run their first profitable Instagram ad campaign. And I do have a very structured model from that that we were talking about. So I know we'll get into that. But essentially, I help businesses, uh, B2C businesses run their first profitable Instagram ad campaign is what Social Bamboo as a business does. I love it, man. Yeah. And I, and I love the elements of how you help people because these, especially in the B2C space, like we were talking before, like in B2B, it's like kind of tricky in, in comparison. But in the B2C space, when you're selling sometimes physical products or e-com stuff, like it's great that people can come in and be like, yeah, like, like you said, like, I want that yoga mat or I want this three day. What do you say that you had like a three day duck hunt one that you did recently? That was dope. Yep. <laughs> yep. So had duck hunters. I've had an automotive, uh, shop just run this model too. So wide array of businesses. I love it, man. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, some of the challenges with growing and scaling, especially once we get to the sort of six figure approaching six figure and kind of beyond level. Because I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, like we, we often get to that level and then there's the new, the new challenge. And I think we talked about this before the show, you know, one of the very first components that we've got to get right is the offer. Right. And you know, if you guys haven't read hundred million dollar offers by Alex Amosi, great book. I would encourage everybody to kind of go in and, and look at it. But once you get the offer and once you get to that level where you're doing, you know, some months you're doing 10 grand and maybe five grand or, or, or 15 grand and you're dancing around that level. One of the challenges is really getting more book calls. And, and we were just chatting before the show started that actually both the me and my business. And I know, Derek, you've had some challenges with this in the last couple of months as well. Getting more book calls in consistently seems to be one of the really big challenges to get you to the next level. So I wanted to just kind of um, open up the floor and, and give you the, the chance to kind of share a bit about this. Like what's your experience been with, with you know, getting more book calls and, and these kind of challenges? So looking at Instagram first, it's difficult to get people to, to book calls from Instagram. And, and in general, people have booked calls with other coaches and consultants now. So they get like, it is a free call, but there's going to be like a sales pitch and you should probably wait till you're a little bit more qualified and interested in buying something before you take the call. So there's, you know, notions like that that makes it not always the most just uh, you know, hey, I know you just were watching an influencer story and the next one up is, you know, uh, you, you know, your girlfriend's story and, you know, your best friend's story. And I'm just going to come right in here and be like, hey, book a call. Right. So it's kind of right. like hard to get that consistently. Um, you still got to mention every once in a while, but I almost see Instagram as now more of like 
it's where my podcasters and YouTubers hang out so I can just share, you know, stuff to my story. Um, I'm not as consistent with posting as I used to be, um, which I don't know. I'm not that excited about any of the reels audios for a while. I played that game for a while, but ultimately I still gained a decent amount of followers. Just it's like kind of where my YouTubers and podcasters uh, just can follow me somewhere else. Um, but you know, I don't rely on that really for booked calls as much as a lot of people would like to do. Like, oh, I just got to have enough reels blow up and I'll have calls booked. It's really difficult for that to, you know, go through. My podcast, I get a lot more booked calls because they will have listened to a 20 to 40 minute podcast episode from me completely about some topic. And then I always lead like that topic into the reason for the phone call, right? Um, if I was talking about reels and how they're really hard to get consistent, then I'm going to transition into you know, what they're going to be learning on the call, uh, to complement that. And, um, the podcast though, as, as you well know, and a lot of the listeners, it does a lot of the same repeat people, right? So a lot of times they just play your episode because they just like what you have to say, even if that's not necessarily what they were going to like search for right. that day, they just kind of want to hear like, what are you going to talk about on this topic? So what I was finding is that it was still really hard to, um, turn podcast listeners into you just heard about me today and now we're on a booked call and now I'm selling you something like so many of them that come from my podcast that book a call are like I've been listening to you for you know like six months minimum usually um, two years three years and like I finally booked the call because you've said it on every episode for so long now uh, and it's fine to you know promote it on every episode I think some people are like I don't know if I should say it all the time it's fine like yeah totally they get you have to do it and event and they need that many asks before they even do it sometimes um, but then YouTube would be the the third major source that I get the booked calls from. And I do have a new fourth source that I'm about to start that I'll give you the insight on. Um, but the third one's from YouTube. And that one is a lot better at, I typed in how to run an Instagram giveaway. I saw your video on how to run an Instagram giveaway. I watched it. It was exactly what I wanted. You told me to book a call. Here I am. I heard about you three hours ago, right? So those people might be a little bit harder to close than the three right. of your podcast listeners. So I just make sure to you know, uh, let them know I know what I'm talking about because I know they just came from a single YouTube video and that's all they know about me at that point. Um, but those people do convert. Uh, and the only thing about all three of these is they're a, a lot more inbound. You know, Instagram, you can DM people. Um, and I do that. That's like one other funnel I have for outbound is I go through people who liked my posts and I go through their account. If they're a qualified customer, I just thank them for keeping up with me, compliment them, get a conversation rolling get them on the phone. So that's like one other way. If I'm like, I need more clients right now and I can't just, you know, wait around all day for my YouTube video to like get some more views. Um, like what can I do to pull out of my audience? Um, DMing people who have liked my posts is like, has worked really well. Yeah. It's um, interesting, right? I bet there's so many people who like don't follow up with anybody that like can connects with them, like engages with a piece of content, follows you. You know, if you spent some of that time just connecting with them, I'm sure there's like a lot of money to be found, you know, in those people that are connecting with you. I've kept those clients almost longer in my programs on average than the ones that are inbound completely, because the reason why they might not uh, be like your best clients are probably time short, right? Like right. If their business is going really well. They only have so much time to be digesting all of your podcasts to the end to then hear about your booked call and. Uh, you, you know, and we're, we're really keeping up with their, your show like consistently. They might have just heard an episode or two over time, but the, their business is keeping them so busy that unless you go out and reach out to them, 
Um, and some of them, you'll say like, hey, I love your account. Thanks for keeping up with me. And they're like, oh, thanks. Like, how much does it cost to work with you? Right. And they'll just like go right into that. Right. But they just they have such a long to do list because they're a good client that like you're not on there naturally with all that other stuff. So a lot of those like a lot of your best clients are keeping up with you by liking your post, but they haven't like really gone that far to reach out. to. Right. You. I totally agree. And, you know, it's funny you talk about like, you know, people who are listening to the show, like, you know, taking a really long time to actually book a call. Um, one of my one of the guys I follow and a friend of mine is a guy called Daniel Throsell and he does daily emails and he recently did like this data analysis of like all of his emails for the last two years. And he found that on average, it took 104 emails on average before somebody bought. Now for him, because he emails every day, that's about three months, which isn't so bad when you think of it that way. But like, when you think of that, like 104 like pieces of content that you put in front of the audience before they actually buy, you know, and he puts like a call to action to buy something in every single email. He's always selling something in the emails. And so it's kind of the same with the podcast sometimes, especially if you don't have this huge, wide, massive podcast audience, the people that are listening to your show, if it's a hundred people or 50 people or 200 people or however many, you know, people are going through, like it's going to take them a, a really long time in order to go out and actually say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm ready, like I want to buy. And I know a lot of people, they struggle with this with book calls is that they have all of these kind of fishing lines out. You know, if you imagine like a bunch of fishing lines on the back of the boat and we're sort of waiting for a bite, but sometimes those bites don't always come. So I, I really love what you're saying about like directly reaching out to people and having some kind of outbound strategy. We talk about this all the time when it comes to the podcast, like, you know, as you guys know who are listening, one of the really big things we encourage all of our clients to do is to actively go out every week and find, you know, t 5, 10, 15 people who you can connect with via a podcast, you know, talk about your product and service. Because a lot of the time, and, and I used to say this to my sales guys when we were in furniture sales, I used to say half of the secret is just offering help to somebody, you know. And so if you connect with somebody, if you vibe with them and they're the kind of person that needs what you have, kind of like you said, when you go through Instagram and you're like, hey, is this person somebody that I can help? If they fit the bill and you actually just have a chat with them and then maybe even offer them some help, hey, I don't know if you'd be interested, but do you want to connect? I would love to see if I can help you in your business. So many people will say yes, because they probably do need help. And then when they get presented with it, they're like, oh shit, you're right. I do actually need help. But you know, if you wait until they kind of follow along with the podcast, it can take a really long time, right? Exactly. Yeah. When you were saying that about the fishing lines out, I was kind of like, so like we're, you, you got to pull out the harpoon sometimes. Right. Like, just go out there and just go get the fish yourself. If it's like, I got to feed someone tonight, so I can't be waiting on these fish to bite. Um, so yeah, having some kind of direct outreach system is often necessary. And a lot of those people would uh, take for, you know, months or years to surface if they ever would. Right. Um, so a lot of those people you would not even get if you didn't do that. Um, and just the one last thing um, that I haven't quite started yet, but I just bought this from an agency that's going to be hiring an assistant for me to do cold email outreach, cold Facebook Messenger outreach to, within Facebook groups and like on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And they fully train them and everything. So I'm trusting this process. We'll <laughs> see how it works out. But they're hiring the assistant and they just give them to me after 90 days, like fully trained and everything Sweet. to go do outbound prospecting. So we'll see how that goes. That's, that's uh, the next episode. 
when I get brought back. I like it. Yeah, that's on the follow up one. You know, it's so interesting because I was I was thinking about this recently when it comes to like the lead generation methods that we have, because, you know, when we break it down, it's pretty simple, right? You know, we get traffic from somewhere. We send them into some kind of mousetrap, some kind of conversion process, and the outcome is we, we get on a call and hopefully we sell somebody. So the components aren't like super complex, but we often find that somewhere in there, if we imagine there's water that's the traffic and the different sections of our process are buckets, there's some holes in the bucket somewhere and we don't always know exactly where those holes are coming from. And one thing that I was thinking about recently, and I'd love to get your perspective on this, is that a lot of the time we we do these new methods and these new strategies. And I did this so much in the last two years where, you know, I saw somebody's ad, you know, just kind of like you said, like, oh, I just, you know, hide this new company that's going to do this new process. You know, I've done that probably like seven, eight, nine times in the last two years where it's like a new method to do something. I jump in and I start doing it. And I don't see people talk about this a lot. But one of the things that I noticed about myself was that if I didn't absolutely love the process of whatever the thing was, I typically didn't do it in the long term. So for example, one thing I love doing is writing emails and I love recording podcast episodes. And so in the last two years, that's one of the only things I've really stayed consistent at for the longest period of time. And you know, no surprise, those tend to be the things that end up bringing us the most clients. Whereas I've done other strategies before, like, you know, going in and doing organic on Facebook or running ads or, you know, cold outreach. I did a little bit of the cold outreach for a while and I never really stuck with it. And it wasn't that it didn't necessarily work. When we did organic on Facebook, we had one week where we made 50 grand. It was crazy. Like we we got so many sales coming in. But because it was something that required me to do something I didn't really enjoy and it wasn't going to be something I could do consistently, it ended off kind of dying off. What's been your experience of this, you know, with the different types of ways that you've done like lead generation and trying to get book calls? And and what do you think about that? I think it really pertains to uh, how people choose social media platforms, especially, you know, if uh, they're like, oh, TikTok, I heard that's big. Right. Do you want to make TikToks? Like, I don't, I don't do it. Like, I don't get it. Like, it just doesn't come out right. The kids don't get it. Like, I have, I'm my only target audience on my TikToks, I've realized. So it's just like, it's not what I want to do. I don't want to film like that. And like, even like podcast versus YouTube, just the fact that there's like video or not, adds so much more to it. It's like four times the work to do a video podcast uh, than just an audio podcast even because the people consuming it on the road are okay with you going off on tangents and such and people on YouTube aren't. So are you someone who likes to go off on tangents, just turn on the mic, not really have like a script to it? Podcasting is better. If you want to have like five tips to do this, uh, then, you know, YouTube is more expecting that kind of structure uh, to it. So a lot of it is, you know, practice and trying everything so that you actually know how to make this decision really for yourself. But that's something I really always take into account that a lot of people don't think of. They're just like, so I heard our business needs to be on TikTok. And it's like, you can make it happen on any of these platforms, right? Like any of them can work. There's enough people on all of them. There's certain things that there's pros and cons to each within, you know, each business model. But the biggest thing that people don't factor in is like, are you going to be able to consistently do this? Or we saw uh, recently with the drop shipping wave where people would be like, oh, makeup sells well. 
you know, I don't wear makeup, but I'll make a makeup company because I heard it's good profit margins. It's like you're not going to be able to like post about that like right. five times a week for like more than a couple months before you just like are like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. And, and it's super interesting. What, what would you say is the, the thing that you enjoy the most when it comes to like your lead generation and, and conversion process? Like what for me, it's writing emails and doing podcasts. Like what, what's your thing that you absolutely love and could just keep doing all the time? The actual coaching calls, uh, you know, with the people who have paid to be in the program, those actual coaching calls I like uh, probably the most. Uh, I don't have to prepare for them. I just show up. You know, they're committed. We're working. We're getting stuff done. The action's happening. And uh, and I don't have to have, you know, anything held back. Just, you know, just go off and, you know, do your thing. So I love the coaching itself. And then podcasting. And I would say that even more than YouTube, even though I very much like, most of my podcasts are on YouTube now. Um, there's just a lot of times where I'm like, you know, I don't really, this one doesn't need to go on YouTube. I'm not really feeling like it. I'd have to go get a haircut uh, if I was going to do it. So, you know, it's going to be only Mike. I'd say I love just the audio podcast because then I can also go off on my tangents. Right. And, uh, it, you know, any random tip that comes to my mind, I can kind of run with it. And I don't have to be worried about being like really. Uh, short, but particularly, I love being interviewed on podcasts. Honestly, I like being interviewed on podcasts more than, uh, you know, coming up with my own episodes. And, and you know, it's just again, like I don't have to be prepared. I like right. the stuff that I can just show up and add value without having to prepare for. Yeah, it's nice, right? Why do you feel like you like love that process so much, like with podcasts and being interviewed? And I guess. Uh, other people's questions it's like especially high level entrepreneurs like i need to hear like what are your questions about after i deliver my method and what i do um because you know they're so relevant than if i was talking to someone that um you know is just just learning from me just listening to learn but you're listening to learn and then ask questions at a high level based on you know experience in the exact same field and as entrepreneurs like the thing that we're always missing is coworkers, right? And like, or true coworkers, because we still like, we do the same, like we still have very different days, right? Really different tasks, all totally different things. We can like apply the psychology of our business to another person's, but there's still that translation gap that we have to do where it's never just like selling the exact same thing to the exact same people going through the same tasks. Like I used to be in a sales job where it was independent contractors and we could all you know, work as much or as little as we want and do all these different methods of sales, but we're all selling the same product. And it makes for a really, you know, solid coaching um, foundation within the company that everyone's selling the exact same thing. It's just so much easier. Dude, I love it. Yeah. And it's, and it is so interesting when we start to think about like the things that we enjoy the most. And for me, like I get such a kick out of doing these interviews. Like not only is it like fun, engaging, you give people valuable stuff. It's good for the business. Like I get off the calls and I'm like, fired up i'm like oh my god like i feel amazing like after doing these interviews it's funny it's it's funny you said that it was like co-workers because it really is it's like you get together with your people you know and you're and you're sort of hanging out at the water cooler so to speak absolutely yeah it's uh, and then there's also a little bit of i mean we're not selling the same thing thing so that's cool because we're not like an exact competition with each right. other but of course like every business is in competition because they're probably not going to do both of our programs at the same time you know so um i think there's a lot a little bit of that going on in the entrepreneur world that causes a lot of collaborations not to happen right but what i've realized is like once you've really got 
your exact offer like yeah i'll help you with giveaways you know i don't have to worry about like unless you also have a giveaway program there's no need for us to worry totally. about sharing our audiences to each other because you know, exactly i'm big into a, that not like, all of my people are wanting to do that they might want to do your thing yeah like just this week for example like we've just kind of like relaunched our program and so right now we're doing like a really big joint venture push and so just this week like i hit up like six people who we like had on the podcast before and they sent them a video and I was like, hey, man, like we're, we're getting people onto our podcast. Like we have a another podcast that we're just launching and I have a, a sort of a dedicated guy that's going to be hosting those shows. And, you know, obviously the goal is to create amazing content, but it's also to connect with our dream customers and see whether they need help with their own podcast, you know. And so our whole drive right now is to push people into this podcast interview funnel which has been great. Like we've been getting so many leads coming in, so many of the right people. But just this week, like I reached out to like six people and they were all like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's collaborate. You know, the people in my audience have always, you know, they're talking about a podcast and they need help with it. Like let's connect. And so I, I do believe in that, you know, collaboration and, you know, how can we make it easy to collaborate with other people instead of making it very challenging? Because I find that a lot with like joint ventures. Like sometimes they're just so complex. It can be like, a real mission to try and do one, you know? So nowadays we just, we just, we're like, Hey, just send three emails. That's all you need to do. Like, let's try and make it as easy as possible. Yeah. I love it, Derek. Yeah, so for anybody that's listening that wants to, you know, check you out, find out a little bit more information about you, where can people go to get more Derek Vidal in their lives? So at social bamboo underscore, I, w I would love to not have the underscore on there. They won't respond to my DMs, the social bamboo, but social bamboo underscore on Instagram and then social bamboo everywhere else. But um, if you just follow me on Instagram and then go into the bio, you can find that I have a free course on uh, how I recommend B2C businesses run their first Instagram uh, slash Facebook ad campaign uh, that really sets it up where it has a really high ceiling, um, but almost more importantly, a really high floor. Uh, and that's something that a lot of other ad campaigns don't have where it's just like, hey, if it works, you're going to get a bunch of sales. If it doesn't, you're going to literally just burn $5,000 and get like three followers. Right. You know, a lot of other ad campaigns are just like it works and you're going to be rich. If it doesn't work, you're just burning money. Um, so this one sets it up where like, you know, you can still get a lot of sales, but there's a lot of uh, fallback. You know, it is the giveaway model, um, but it's not like one that you've likely seen before, like tag three friends and share to your story. You know, that those don't really work anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, it just is a much better way to do it. So you can get that free course. Um, otherwise, the Social Bamboo podcast is, uh, you know, if you're a podcast fan, as I would think, and that's where uh, I come out with episodes every Monday and Thursday, mostly on Instagram, but we're touching on the, the entire social media marketing space. I love it, man. And I actually do listen to your podcast and I've listened to quite a few episodes, so I can definitely recommend you guys to go check it out. It's kind of fun. You're, you're with me sometimes on my beach walks in the morning, which is super nice. Nice. <laughs> All right, That's guys. Awesome. I, I've listened to quite a bit of Changemakers episodes too. There you go. When you were running that one. Yeah, dude, that was fun. I like that podcast. Maybe we'll make it a grand comeback one day when I get a bit more time to, to do both of them. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, man. So guys, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this sounds awesome. I want to learn more about how to make money with podcasts. You're probably here listening. If you have a podcast, 
um, we want to interview you. So if you want to be interviewed on one of our upcoming podcasts, we're launching a brand new one called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. If you're approaching six figures or you're already at six figures or beyond, we'd love to interview you on that show. Full transparency, you know, you're our dream customer and we want to interview you because one, we want to expose you to our audience, get an amazing podcast interview. But we also want the chance to connect and collaborate and try and figure out how we can help you in your business. So if you're interested in coming on the show, you can go to podcastrebels.com and that will take you to the booking page to come get featured on the show. But for now, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Thanks again for Derek for coming on and sharing your insights. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.